Good morning. I'm Sean Canan with the WMNF News Headlines. Inmate Michael Dwayne Zach is scheduled to be put to death by lethal injection on October 3rd in Florida. His attorneys have gone to the Florida Supreme Court after a circuit judge refused to halt the execution. State and federal courts have turned down a series of his appeals over nearly two decades. The latest judge rejected Zach's argument that his execution is forbidden because of his intellectual disability caused by fetal alcohol syndrome. Tampa City Council voted to reject Mayor Jane Castor's proposed budget last night. The Tampa Bay Times reports council voted against the double-digit property tax increase on a vote of 4-3. to three. Castor called her proposal a critical investment to tackle an ever-growing backlog of maintenance projects and meet the needs of a growing city. Council members decided instead to maintain current property tax rates at a meeting that included four hours of public comment. The Florida Department of Health in Hillsborough County has issued a health alert for the presence of harmful blue-green algal toxins in Little Half Moon Lake South. An email from the Department of Health says the alert is in response to a water sample taken on August 28th. The public should exercise caution in and around Little Half Moon Lake South in northwest Hillsborough County. Hillsborough County has decided not to renew an agreement with the Florida Institute for Community Studies to use an office and classroom in town and country. That's according to the Tampa Bay Times. The nonprofit center offers after-school programs and other services for low-income, largely migrant residents. Children had been getting after-school help with math, reading, and English there. This summer, corals around Florida are taking a beating as high ocean temperatures caused some to bleach and many to die. Now, WLRN's Jenny Stiletovich reports a new report from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration has found dredging at Port Miami nearly a decade ago was far more damaging than originally estimated. That could cost Miami-Dade County hundreds of millions of dollars to fix. Not long after work to widen and deepen the Port Miami Channel got underway, marine biologists began raising concerns about damage to coral. One diver described the dredging as a snowstorm of silty sediment smothering the reef. I was a brand new waterkeeper and still figuring out who to call about things and how everything worked. Rachel Silverstein had just finished her PhD studying coral when she heard about the damage. I went diving and next to where the dredging was happening, so next to this huge dredging ship, churning the water, chopping, making the water vibrate around us while we were diving. Um, you couldn't see your hand in front of your face. There was so much sediment in the water. Federal officials had said damage would be limited to about five acres. They said about 170 acres could have some impacts, but would recover quickly. Miami-Dade County had agreed to cover the cost of any repairs, and a post-construction report was supposed to assess the final damage within a year. But here we are. The project ended in 2015. We're here in 2023 and we still have no formal impact assessment from the state, and therefore we have no mitigation plan. And now the new NOAA report puts the damage at nearly 280 acres. The state values reef at one to $1.5 million an acre typically when there's been a reef damage incident. So that's a big bill. Potentially, it could cost the county more than $400 million. Reef restoration typically involves dropping boulders on the ocean floor, which doesn't guarantee recovery of the reef. So instead, Silverstein would like the feds, the state, and the county to use the money to create a longer-lasting coral restoration center. Where we are putting Miami's restoration programs for our reefs on steroids. And we flush them full of funding to test 
every scientific method and new idea and pilot and see what works, scale coral restoration at an industrial level. Miami-Dade County didn't respond to questions about the delayed repair. The Florida Department of Environmental Protection was unable to provide a response by deadline. The Army Corps is now planning another dredge to expand Port Miami. They hope to have a tentative plan by October next year. I'm Jenny Stiletovich in Miami. Some residents of Madison County in North Florida got their power back on Sunday, four days after Idalia roared through. Margie Menzel spoke with Terry Gilmore and his mother, who live in the tiny town of Panetta near the Georgia line. Gilmore has been through a number of hurricanes. He and his mother were without power for nine days after Hurricane Matthew in 2016, but he says this was somehow worse. I don't know how to explain it. I, maybe maybe because it's the time of the year, maybe it's hotter than it was when Matthew came through. You know, maybe my generator was running better back then. But, you know, being in a tornado, which is what the storm really was for us for two and a half hours, that was scary. Really, really scary. But Gilmore says the response was uplifting. There were police officers from Jacksonville, line workers from North Carolina, and people who came from many places to help. He's deeply grateful. On Tuesday, Governor Ron DeSantis announced that nearly 545,000 accounts, representing 96% of all accounts that lost power following Hurricane Idalia, have been restored. I'm Margie Menzel. Forecasters say Tropical Storm Lee has formed in the Atlantic Ocean and that it's expected to become a major hurricane as it approaches the Caribbean. The storm was located about 1,200 miles east of the Lesser Antilles late yesterday afternoon. It had maximum sustained winds of 50 miles an hour. It was forecast to strengthen into a Category 4 hurricane over the weekend and pass just north of the Caribbean region. Preliminary forecasts are not predicting any landfall. Today it'll be hot and partly cloudy. Highs will be in the mid-90s. Tonight, partly cloudy. Overnight lows in the mid-70s. And tomorrow, mostly sunny and hot with highs in the mid-90s. The next good chance for rain is Friday. I'm Sean Canan with the WMNF News Headlines. This is The Scoop, recorded at WMNF Tampa.